Yoshi's like, do you need to try baby mode? I'm Gwen or Pixel Witch Cosplay. And this is Nymphomercial, the podcast that reviews hentai both enthusiastically and regrettably. And we have uh, <laughs> Pixel Witch here. Hi. <laughs> um, so do you want to tell people who you are? Um, so my name is Pixel Witch. I'm or Gwen. Again, I'm a cosplayer slash gamer slash permanent student um, slash, I guess, purveyor of, you know, questionable online content. I think everyone who listens is, so you're, you're right at home. So you've brought something for us. You, I remember you telling me that this is uh, something you've been hearing a lot about beforehand before you decided to dive in. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about this one. So it's called The Titan's Bride. As a general summary, it's about a titan who summons a dude to his world. So it's technically a hentai isekai. Now, when you say titan, do you mean like... Like a giant? Basically, yeah. He's just a, a tall dude. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't think we've had much giant men on this show, so this will be a, a first. And then i just like to ask everyone who comes on the show, what's your relationship to hentai? Um, I enjoy hentai, you know, now and again. I wouldn't say I, uh, I am an expert, but I'm definitely knowledgeable to an extent. I know the basics. Yeah, <laughs> just a, a dabbler of the, the ways. Yeah, I'm definitely not familiar with um, specifically Yaoi hentai. I think a lot of people expect that I would be because I liked Homestuck as a teen. But a lot of the specific Yaoi tropes are new to me, but I suspect a lot of them just carry over from general hentai. So I think we'll be fine. Wait, is Homestuck like very Yaoi specific? Yeah, shipping specifically, like gay shipping, was really popular in Homestuck days. So a lot of the big overlaps with Homestuck was like Yuri on Ice at the time. Oh. But yeah, shipping and, and weird Homestuck porn was very popular for a while. I didn't know that. I, I haven't really ever checked out Homestuck or anything. I like tried once and it just seemed a little intimidating with how much content that was there, um, as well as like just different branches of everything. It's definitely um, an experience. I don't know if it's an experience I would want to repeat, but um, it's it's shaped me in some way or another. <laughs> Hopefully for the best. Uh. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, we all have those those um, young childhood fixations that shape us in a way. That's true. We sure yeah. do. Uh, I know I, I picked up maybe a little bit too much off Invader Zim as a kid, so... <laughs> Uh, so let's uh, get right into this, see what, what the Titan's Bride is all about. Yes, let's get into it. So I did read ahead, so I know some of the spoilers, but there might even be a bit of foreshadowing that we'll notice in here, because this is really plot-heavy hentai, so it's interesting. Yeah, so you know, I, I like a good bounce and forth back between like stuff that just quick to action, but then like, you know, the, the stuff that's really plot heavy is really nice too, just because like, I mean, personally being ace, like I prefer more of the plot heavy stuff if I do have to read through it. Mm. But I don't know, something about quick to action can be quite funny because sometimes it's it's entertaining to see just how fast they can bullshit their way to sex oh i do adore that there's a bit of that in this there's a bit of um absurd situations that the only solution 
um, to solve would be sex. And I do, um, I do enjoy that being the immediate resolution that all the characters come to sometimes. Oh, so a little bit best of both worlds then. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, guess we'll start with episode one. Hey, which is what they're called in the web comics instead of chapters, which I thought was cute. It's like Netflix. Everyone has to come up with a new name for something like episode one, chapter one, special mm. one, book one, act one. So reading along here, we see our protagonist is introduced. One of the things that I found interesting about this is the size dynamics between uh, the Titan and our protagonist, Koichi. I feel like it definitely meant to emulate a sort of form of infantilization, but without the problematic kind of age relatedness of that. So I do think that is the kind of underlying concept behind this manga or hentai is that one of them is really big and one of them is really small, but they're both adults. So... Yeah, I imagine just trying to get that like comfort of like someone bigger than you, but while still keeping everything above board and feeling comfortable and not weird. Yeah, yeah. You know, they last time we talked, um, I think I mentioned that they were trying to ban hentai in Australia and, and they did. They banned hentai in Australia. So. Oh, yeah. So you, you have to go to like the deep web to get this, huh? Oh, no, you just still Google it. But um, <laughs> it, it's banded name, but. You can't, I think they just can't sell it in retail stores. I don't know if they were before really, but now they definitely can't. So it doesn't hurt to like close your shutters though while reading. Yeah. Yeah. You never know who's watching. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We'll, uh, we'll make sure to muffle your voice for the episode so that it can't be tracked back to you. Thanks. Need a, need a like Ricardo. Um, but yeah, we, we start off with a very sweaty man I see here. Yeah, that's that's Koichi. I believe that's his name. It's sort of a, a little taste of what's to come, I guess. He, he's talking about like he thought he was part of a club no longer and that he was going to cut everything off. He's lonely. It's, what's going on here? This club stuff doesn't really, I guess, come back. I guess we're just seeing him, you know, the status quo, how every story has to start off before the catalyst launches him um, into act one, really, or act two, I guess. Oh, okay. So just just a light frothing of just pre-plot to kind of show he's a a normal basketball player. Yeah, he's just a dude. He's a senior. So we know he's an adult because in Japan, seniors are over 18. He's a bit sad, I guess. He's missing something in his life. Yeah. Wonder wonder who could fix that. (laughs) I I, I, though this like whole basketball with all these little little markings is pretty cute. That is kind of cute. I do like that um, uh, they say he's so tall at five foot 11, um, which I suppose is probably very tall in Japan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess that is a bit of a cultural difference because I'm like five foot 11. That's like nothing over here in the States, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Five foot 11. Jess wouldn't even date a guy that's five foot 11. <laughs> here I am, though, like five, nine, just being a little mouse bitch boy. <laughs> Not everyone can be seven foot tall, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I'm just kind of scrolling down through this, and I see something that immediately catches my eye. Just a bit of camaraderie happening. <laughs> yeah, he he gets pants. Yeah, that's what that looks like. That was very quick. I did not realize immediately we were seeing some um some blurred out cock, but there it is. Yeah. So as far as censorship type goes, this is like the whole white bar lightsaber kind of thing. Mm. Although there's not a lot of like contrast to like show that outline of anything. So it's just kind of like 
I don't know, this kind of glow emanating from his his groin region. Mm. But I guess someone here is commenting that his dick is huge. And if I'm understanding right, this is all going on during a basketball game. It looks like, look, I've never played basketball, so I don't know what the rules are, but um, I'm not sure if this is commonplace. It could be. I think as long as it's bobbing enough, it's like not traveling or something. I, I don't know the rules either, <laughs> but I'd Sounds imagine right. with, with uh, all the like testosterone rage that goes on in sports, I think this is per normal events. Okay. Let's, let's go with that. We can see he's, he's maybe not too comfortable though with his friend um, pansing him. Well, that's why he, he quit basketball, I'm guessing, is because he, he just didn't like the public pantsing. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, so I see like he kind of gets back home and he's thinking about asking out the girl that like gave him the basketball. Yeah. Which for a Yaoi comic seems like a odd place to kind of like start showing your protagonist's interests. I want to say we do stand a bit of bi representation, but I get the feeling this is just to show how superior his boyfriend ends up being that he could even distract him from the temptation of women might be a bit cynical though i feel like hentai doesn't often show goodbye representation if um a character is only being like active with one person so yeah that's pretty cool it does show him immediately proceeding to jack off with <laughs> the basketball right <laughs> jack next off to a basketball that is thematic i feel like there's a lot of semiotics to unpack there <laughs> yeah just um that, that's definitely sports 101 <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i prefer like um a birdie you know from like what is it badminton i don't even know the sport i can't make those jokes i guess i yeah i don't know enough about sports to know what you're talking about so you know the little like it's like a ball oh, the thing with, with a the little net on it yeah. Oh, the, yeah, yeah 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 no i do know what you're talking about yeah those things you know it because you can turn it over and it's like an upskirt shot but still sports Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could, you know, I could jerk off to a, but no, actually, I'm not going to say that out loud. Um, <laughs> you don't want me to take that sound clip out and just make it a ringtone? <laughs> it's like that scene from Scooby Doo. What? <laughs> the jerk off scene from Scooby Doo? <laughs> from Scooby Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed, where um, the journalist is interviewing Fred Jones and he says, You're trying to make me say, I think Coolsville sucks. And they cut it out on the TV and he just says, I think Coolsville sucks. Oh, yes. So. Uh, guest episodes of Nymphomercial are 100% me trying to find things I can take out of context for you. <laughs> so, okay. I, I need you to tell me what's going on here. We, we've kind of dabbled around, uh, fumbled our way through the through, through court of these first uh, few pages. But now I guess some like out of body voice is calling to him as he's like grabbing the basketball dick out, just like panicked. He's being summoned to his, his isekai world. Oh, so he's like going to a whole nother world. There's not just Titans in this this regular seeming world that he was originally in. Yeah, yeah. So if we go on to episode two now, you'll see he has successfully been summoned into another world mid Jackoff session. I hate when that happens. Yeah, you know that. I think it's it's happened to everyone. It's a very relatable situation. Immediately, uh, I am taken aback by this giant man's mullet. That is all I can think about. I'm sorry. The the mullet has just captured everything you can think about. It's just a lot. If you're going to make a guy that huge and then give him a mullet, like, 
it's definitely a notable character design. Usually you don't get those. And I think hentai. Yeah. We, <laughs> we stand, you know, good mullet representation. We do. From, we from do. Giants. Okay. So, so what's going on here with our, our Titan just looming over our guy? Cause, uh, we're like seven pages into this, which is already chapter two. This is like a very quick, just rapid paced little manga here. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really haven't, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just feel like it's so jarring from like basketball to pantsing to jerk off to teleportation all, all so suddenly. Yeah, they do not waste any time here. So this is Caius, our love interest slash Titan Prince who has uh, summoned Koichi to be his bride. As you will read here, we've determined that the Titan is definitely not Japanese because he's very tall and blonde and appears to have dark skin. That could be a a bit of, you know, othering that hentai is known to do occasionally. Let's not get too political. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hentai definitely has its faults that it needs to, to make up for, but starting to get there. Yeah. And uh, he's saying to Koichi, you're my fated wife, which is rushing things for a guy you've just summoned. <laughs> yeah. And on the one hand, I do appreciate the, the I guess, normalization of not using uh, gender-specific kind of titles on, on people. Uh, I don't know if Koichi necessarily enjoys that. But it is also clearly representing the idea of a wife as the smaller one in the relationship. So again, maybe a little problematic, but also let's not get too into that because there's too much to say. But otherwise, you know. It is kind of the, just the last thing to touch on, a lot of just bounce backs of like, yeah, like, oh, by representation. But then like, yeah, just a lot of back and forth of progressive, but then also like kind of problematic stereotype, just constant whiplash going on here. It is. It could. I've definitely seen worse. But you know, it's something, and maybe something is is better than nothing. Maybe soon we'll see a shift in in really radical, I guess, liberalism in hentai. Let's find out. Yeah, it's it's saying that this marriage is um, spoken by the oracle. It, it's been prearranged in a way. Yeah, yeah. Looks like he's not allowed to marry someone from the Titan world because that would be really bad. So he's had to summon a dwarf they call humans, which is also, I think, a very amusing little thing. I love that they call this man who is known for being tall in his world a dwarf. Yeah. I I mean, I guess that's why they probably specifically picked a basketball player just to kind of play off that joke, sort of, that this is a, a tall adult person, taller than most in Japan, and making him the tiny dwarf wife. I do like that this guy's gone to all this effort. Caius himself has learned the magic to summon a bride from another world to avoid bringing his own world destruction by marrying into his own species. What a really considerate, like, prince, all things considered. Yeah, in the first few, like, panels, it kind of makes this, like, king just look dark and ominous. But we're quickly seeing here he's a good king. He, like, you know, gave up the love of his life and didn't marry her because of, like, this whole world. And then, yeah, also... Yeah, I've never learned magic to date someone. So that's going pretty far, I'd say. Yeah. And again, a bit, maybe a bit of bi-representation. We're getting a bit of wholesome kind of vibes so far. Maybe, maybe. assume every bisexual knows magic, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they they do you have to learn magic to get your um your to get into bisexual 101 it's prerequisite yeah yeah 
so yeah, I've seen here that he's saying that the person I found was you, and we see our pro tag just kind of standing there in shock. Yes. Kind of stumbling over his own name. And he is also saying, you'll have to become my wife and bear my children. Um, so he might not be the smartest king. Maybe. Maybe he doesn't know how humans work specifically. For all we know, Titans could be like, I don't know, they could have a different relationship between sex and gender. There might not be a concept of one sex being the childbearing one, so to speak. So That's true. They might have some just good normalized MPREG going on in the yeah, Titan world. Indeed. Uh, actually, so, so just before he gets to the point where he says, you have to bear my children, I noticed yep. he says, it's purely fate that you responded to my summons. Does it touch on how he responded? Was him jacking off to the basketball, like the RSVP for this summons? I don't think they confirm it, but I could see how perhaps that, you know, released a bit of energy. And maybe if there was a magical kind of attachment to anything, I would believe that the intensity of orgasming could perhaps attract that magical energy. But I don't think it's ever confirmed specifically. It's not where I'm up to. I think that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, so it looks like him trying to explain why there's no way he could bear children doesn't really like click with the king. So yeah, I'm I'm going to guess this this world has very different rules of biology and gender and and uh, relationships. I believe that too. If we scroll down a little bit, he's saying uh, a titan and a dwarf. Our races are already different. Gender is even less important. And you know what? Couldn't agree more, buddy. Yeah, we love this king. Yeah, we do stand a tall king, as they say, but he's definitely getting a little eager, you know? Yeah, he's like hunched over our boy here. Yeah, we're getting some of the, the, what's it called again? The white bar? Oh, yeah, yeah, some censorship of just, this time a limp white bar just unfolding out of his pants. Hmm, maybe, maybe not as wholesome, but we'll see. (laughs) I... I do love our king here. Just, oh, it's so small and so cute. <laughs> so this has got to be um, pretty different for our guy here since like he's so used to being tall and being told his dick is massive. Apparently very regularly and casually too. So <laughs> yeah. Mid game. You'd think someone so popular would have like more of an ego, but I think he's taking this pretty well, all things considered. Yeah, yeah. Our king is, is, you know, courteous, though. He's like, oh, I saw you were, like, mid-fap anyway, so let me finish. And, <laughs> He's, and he really just goes in for it. Wow. I was worried that this censorship would um, kind of prevent us from uh, really gauging the scenes as a whole. But <laughs> the fact that it's, like, just this little fuzzy marshmallow in this dude's giant hand. It's definitely ruining, ruining my perception of scale. Yeah, I just... I, I don't know how to explain this. It's just so tiny in his like big hand and there's just like little cum driplets all over the place. Yeah, the little the little droplets, the little like um translations of the schlick and flinch very specifically make me a bit concerned for Koichi. We love a good little flinch here and there. <laughs> he is saying the the dreaded stop and Caius is taking his time in stopping, which is, yeah. I have noticed, very prominent in hentai. Hentai uh, definitely has a rape problem of yeah. being just so casual about it. And I realize part of that is a means of like 
trying to slow down story and show character change in what limited like emotions they think can be displayed in a sex scene. Yeah. I think I'm, there's a lot better ways to do it. I'm definitely of the belief that Japan has something of an obsession with kind of rape culture as a means of kind of mitigating, I guess, shame for being aroused. There's definitely a lot of elements of that in hentai. I think if a person is uh because a lot of the a lot of the I guess non-consensual elements of hentai end up becoming or having an element of oh I am enjoying this despite the fact that I didn't want it to happen to start with. Yeah. So um I I do think it is sort of like oh I'm repressed and I would never actively admit to wanting sex. This gives me an avenue to have sex without feeling bad about it, which is still very very questionable. Especially when you're you're portraying that in a media that isn't showing an inner monologue that kind of shows that yeah, conflict and then absolutely. just at the end makes it seem like even though I said no and they just kept going in the end it's okay because I like it because in reality that's definitely not the case yeah that is definitely not the case repressed is repressed I suppose in some instances yeah because instead of stopping he goes down and just starts licking licking some nipple nipple yeah I guess he sure does and I don't know this is a good Good nipple shot. You don't see that in Yahweh a lot that I that I know. We haven't covered a lot in Nymphomercial, but Oh really? That surprises me. Yeah, just um there's just not a lot of it very front forward. Yahweh's still like a thing that I, I shouldn't say is lacking because it is out there. It's just still not, a little more underground. Compared to, you know, your general like straight hentai, I'd say. Yeah. Fair enough. We need, to, we need to get more on the show and represent more of it. <laughs> I have to do some more research. Yeah, that is a really good nipple shot. That is, um, it's a very, like, I guess, effeminate framing of the nipple too. You see his pecs are very rounded. So again, we are pushing him a little bit into the role of female in this dynamic. Yeah, and, you know, we, we've seen that our king was originally with a woman and I, for a second, I thought this was like going to be a flashback, like he was thinking when he was originally with his old fiance or such. But yeah, we're we're seeing that this is our our boy, and the the next panel it shows like his his like chest and stomach very like sculpted, and I feel like it's kind of bouncing back and forth between that like femininity and masculinity, like in the display of him to kind of make this like a shuttered transition of roles, I guess. Yeah. It's definitely an interesting portrayal of, I guess, gender roles in a relationship where you are technically of the same gender, but also there is that underlying element of the Titan not necessarily considering the the human dude as being of, of a particularly notable gender. Like I suppose he doesn't consider the role of gender in his sexual encounters, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah, to, to him, it's just a, a small, fragile birdie, I guess. Yeah, indeed. Just like badminton. Yep. <laughs> but then we're getting a bit of, um. he's trying to struggle, so that's not good. Yeah, he, he even comments of how, like, he's putting all his effort in and he can't get away. But then our, our king seems to stop for a moment. To he does seem to stop. Unrobe. <laughs> yes. Um, he's reflecting. He's saying Koichi, our protagonist, is quite beautiful. And then and then he's going down on him. Mm-hmm. He does say, are you ready? But then does not seem to wait for a response. That's, you know, maybe not not very courteous. 
I really like this line. Um, he's going to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you've just been summoned into a world of giants. And I mean, you are literally getting sexually assaulted. I would not expect to not be eaten. I feel like that is a logical conclusion to jump to. Yeah. Um, he's coming from a very fragile and disturbed place right now. That's that's yeah. a fair assumption. Our king, though, being inconsiderate by raping him at least takes the moment to say, oh, don't worry, I'm not going to harm you, which uh, I would consider he is harming him at the moment. Yeah. You know, then again, we we don't know the ways of this world. That's true. We sure don't. Maybe, maybe this is how they greet each other. But yeah, we're definitely getting straight into the action. Yeah, um, it is pretty quick where we get that moment where a boy is just like blushing and kind of like putting his hand by his face, showing a little bit more ease and enjoyment, mm. noticing how big this mouth is. With that big mouth and wet tongue, it feels a bit like, um, what's it called? Red Riding Hood? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he's just comparing this dude to his grandma, I guess. <laughs> What what big mouth and what tongue you have, Caius? I do like that he is starting to note. He's like, even though he's a man, I'm I'm turned on. Yeah, yeah. I do. Um, I do notice that that is always a thing in hentai. Uh, the the way the king is like holding his like hips and they're so small in his hands. Oh yeah. I'm just scared he's going to break his little rib. <laughs> If we scroll down a bit, there's actually a really nice panel with um, Caius just holding out his, you know, his blurred out manhood. I just think it's really nicely drawn. It's a cute little shot. Yeah. And he's just like, take me. Yeah. I don't think Koichi wants to do that by his reaction, because again, um, Caius is a giant comparatively. Yeah. We get to this next panel where we have everything (laughs) would be on display. <laughs> but it's just so blurred out that you just see his giant white blur. <laughs> I do like that juxtaposed with the to be continued underneath. Yeah. Yeah. That is quite funny. <laughs> it's just a really good contrast. It shows how massive this dude really is. That's going to be a challenge for Koichi. Let's see if he can, if he's got a strategy for this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next time on Dragon Ball Z. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I like this uh, as as we start with chapter four. I love this uh, establishing shot. Shows like the, um, what are they called? The curtains of the bed. Yeah, and the silhouette behind the curtains. It's quite nice. Yeah, we just see a little peak where their their legs are clashing against each other. Mm. It's a good way to probably get around censorship too. Exactly, yeah. Um, I hope I feel okay, so now- bad. <laughs> Now we're getting somewhere. He's saying, I don't want this. And and Caius actually looks a bit concerned here. He's saying it's not going to fit. And he's very scared. Aw, poor Koichi. I was suddenly brought to this place and attacked by a titan. And I thought I was going to die. This is too much. I think Caius has finally had a moment of realization where he's like, oh, yeah, actually, this would be pretty scary for this dude, huh? Well, he throws his jacket on him. He throws the jacket on him and he says, I apologize. He was overjoyed. Didn't even consider the dude's feelings. So it seems like maybe the blowjob's just a casual thing, but during sex is when you really need consent in the the Titan world where you self-reflect. Yeah. You know, maybe like the blowjob thing is like how Europeans just kiss each other on the cheek. Mm -hmm. Some people are a bit, 
you know, strange. They find that a bit strange. Maybe this is just kind of like that. Yeah, this is just a blow greeting. It's it's yeah. normal here. <laughs> God, greetings must take forever. Oh, right. Well, I'm sure they have like pull off pants or something. Probably, yeah. They've got those um those cute little buttoned up um stripper pants that you can just rip off. I was thinking maybe they have onesies, but like flipped them around so the little butt flap is in front. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. But yeah, Caius is really genuinely seems very sorry for um forcing Koichi into the situation. Yeah, and he seems like he's asking to be sent back to his world though, but that's not possible. Yeah, it can't happen. If Caius, the the Titan, um, has decided to give Koichi an ultimatum, if Koichi will give him a month to try and seduce him, basically, then he has to stay. Otherwise, if he's still not into it, he can go. So, um, you know, holding someone prisoner for a month could be worse. Yeah, how long does Stockholm take? Excellent question. I wonder how long Beauty and the Beast went for. Yeah, yeah. I feel like all you need is a month for a good whole good uh, Stockholm syndrome to kind of kick in. That's true. Also, as we've established, Koichi was technically, um, you know, emotionally vulnerable. I suppose he was not very happy with his life. So, if this is truly, truly random and not targeted, then that's a bit coincidental. Maybe he was just the perfect candidate that fate dictated. Yeah, fate's kind of a a creep. Fate knows when you're emotionally available or vulnerable. Yeah, fate's a bit exploitative, I suppose. Yeah. Everyone, Titan fate is canceled. They're they're not cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I see how he's very panicked about studying for exams, though. Like, that's his, his main concern here. Mm, definitely not what would be on my mind in this situation. Um, hold on, what's this? <laughs> what's what? Have we already seen him in, in in this dress, or is he just picturing this? Oh, this is just his imagination for sure. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, this okay. Is, what a lovely wedding dress and uh, some fancy lace. The garters and the veil. I, I love how our king, though, is like also saying he's in um, a tight position. And he's like also trying to figure out what exams means. And he's like mm. thinking of a sword. That is really cute. We stand a himbo, even if he is an educated or I guess practiced in magic. He put all his brains into magic and none into anything else. Yeah. All charisma, no intelligence. Oh, but his face, he looks so happy when our boy finally agrees to to just one month. He does. This is, I actually, I feel like I've seen this very art style in a lot of normal anime. I feel like a lot of like hentai art style usually is a little more low quality, I suppose, or it's it's definitely drawn with more haste. Yeah, it definitely depends. I, I feel like a lot of the most prolific anti-artists have to get a lot of stuff out there quick because mm. a lot of people have a quick turnaround for a hentai. A lot of people just use it for a moment to to put it the most tactfully, I guess. Yeah, but um, this one actually seems like a lot of care has been put into the character design and the details. I, I guess it did get an anime, so... Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the anime at all? No, I have not. I'm not sure on what platform it is being distributed, but I might hunt it down at some stage to see if I can compare it to the source material. Yeah. So we got the premise, essentially, just this home basketball player sucked into the the Titan world. But you said you've read ahead. You can kind of spoil for us some of the, the plot direction it goes in. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's definitely uh, quite a few notes we should go over. 
Although I do think this little sequence here, a little bit into chapter four, is quite cute where you see them just going about their day and how strange it is being very small in a big world. Yeah. I think just any type of like height adjustment would be jarring for anybody, but for someone who's used to being tall, that's got to be pretty different. Mm. We see Koichi standing next to a 10 year old who is taller than he is holding a giant knife and fork. He seems to be really jumping into the slice of life elements of this. And Caius is still maintaining his uh, agreement not to have sex with him until Koichi agrees. There's a lot of um, slice of life stuff. They do start getting into the lore, I guess, a little later on. But I found it quite fascinating. There's actually a little bit of world building that goes into this. So if I may spoil it a little bit. Yeah. We do learn that there are uh, quite a few other species in this this world, so to speak, and that the dwarves actually were there at some stage and that they now seem to have all disappeared, which is why they know that Koichi is a dwarf because uh, they were there once. Um, and there are other other creatures. There's the Beastmen, which I was very surprised by. A little furry twist uh, a few chapters in. Yeah, you know, uh, not many hentai will surprise you with uh, some some furry elements that laid in. Yeah. And then there's, uh, uh, what were they called? It was something, they look like elves. I think they were just called like the pointy ears or something like that. Just a descriptor name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, one of the things they mention is that each of the, the races, I guess, in this world are born from something. So the beast men are born from desire and the elf people are born from curiosity and the Titans, I believe were born from pride. Oh. So there's interesting things there. I'd really like to know what the dwarves were born from. I feel like it could get deeper, the story in this. I feel like there's a bit of a conspiracy almost as to how the dwarves disappeared from their world. Yeah, I wonder if that's like a, going to be a resolved plot point at some time. I, I'm like just kind of casually scrolling through some of these pages here. And I, I do see the scene in chapter five where he's just like fingering his ass <laughs> And it's just this giant finger and he climaxes. But at the end, our king is just like, tomorrow we'll try two fingers. Oh, yeah. And the little, um, the peace sign. Yeah. That's a really cute panel. I think that's um really adorable considering the, the context is still technically sexual assault. So, you know, this is, <laughs> please don't cancel me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, this, this manga seems riddled with that sort of just contrast again of cuteness in places where you don't think it really should be yeah it's it's problematic and adorable just i'm glad it's entirely fictional yeah as long as you can separate it from the the fiction and the reality it's okay to enjoy these type of things i think and and at least we're seeing some some new things some uh gender norms being broken yeah yeah seeing a little bit of exploration of the concept of gender roles and this whole thing and the fact that they might not be present in every society in the way that we know them which is interesting i think it's always a good thing to talk about and our king like shows some um cute initiative to make life better for our boy here like um yeah he's putting in the work (laughs) he talks about making a skin bag and tying it to a tree to make like a basketball hoop for him oh i love this i feel like this is foreshadowing a titan basketball team i think koichi if i'm predicting correctly i think he's gonna bring them back into his world at some stage maybe or or start a whole basketball initiative in their world or something i think that'd be really cute oh this is just like the prequel to space jam 2 it is (laughs) it is 
it's like um really horny Space Jam. Actually, normal Space Jam was a little horny, wasn't it? Yeah, or Lola yeah. Bunny was, I guess. People still hung up on that. Uh, yeah, everyone's horny for at least <laughs> one of those bunnies. Yeah, I'm sure some people are into bugs. Oh, absolutely! Bugs is bugs is everything. Yeah, I mean, he can fill out a dress pretty well. I've seen. He can do it all. The perfect bunny. That was a very cursed thing to say out loud, but <laughs> yeah, that's going to be one of the sound grabs now. <laughs> uh, was there anything else you wanted to like uh, tap on? Any other notes you had, or like spots you wanted to like go through? There is another interesting bit. If you scroll through, I'm sure it'll come to it sooner. And remember exactly how far in it is, where we're talking to Caius's ex girlfriend, who he was meant to marry, um, and she meets Koichi for the first time. She's a bit mean to him. So we're getting that sort of like jealous girlfriend vibes from her. I think that's a very valid thing to be jealous about, though, because like they only broke up because of fate, which who we've learned at this point is an asshole. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Koichi decides he's going to confront this head on. And he basically says, that's not fair that fate has decided that you have to do this. I think if you guys want to be together, you should be together. And he's you know, he's not exactly happy about the situation anyway. So he confronts the two of them about it. And she ends up saying, oh, I was just kidding. I don't actually care. I'm, I'm over it. I have a fiance now. And she, she seems very genuine about it. So it's a little subversion of the, the kind of jealous ex-girlfriend trope that she does genuinely seem happy for them. But she said she wanted to say it to strengthen their relationship by starting a bit of drama. Oh, you know, you ever do that with your friends? You just cause a little drama in their relationship? Oh, yeah. There's nothing better than um, starting drama, I think, for a relationship. That's yeah. the right way to bring people together. Some casual gaslighting just to to have some fun, I guess. Yeah, but it does sort of um, put Koichi's selflessness on display, I suppose. He is saying that he doesn't want to overstep his bounds. And he is also acknowledging that that's a stupid prophecy and I think we should ignore it. Uh, I, I love going through this scene the different like character designs and outfits koichi and his like little kind of belly dancing outfit with all the like little beads all over it i think it's a really cute outfit the the little like um shia like fabric moment i think it's really adorable it's definitely clearly like middle eastern inspired which again possibly problematic concept of othering in porn that is so prevalent in hentai but it's still cute it's a nice outfit <laughs> Yeah, we we actually end that chapter with a very nice panel of him looking genuinely happy to be talking to our king, which is a, a nice transition. It's really sweet. Makes you think maybe maybe this could be like, you know, if if Beauty and the Beast, the original kind of Stockholm story could get popular and people can genuinely think that is an adorable love story, then people can think the Titan's Bride is ador is an adorable love story too. That's my take. Yeah. Um and I mean, this has a little bit more thought than Beauty and the Beast, I think. Like, um, you know, Koichi even at one point is like, the only reason you want to be with like me specifically is because of the prophecy and that like, we're not really in love. But I'm, I'm going to guess that that sort of turns around as the pages go on. Yeah, look, as far as I got in, um, I didn't see too much more talk about that prophecy. They start getting very distracted by the events of the world, particularly when they go to the Beastman country. As you can probably imagine, they get very sidetracked there. Oh, is there a lot of nodding and such? Um, I didn't see any nodding specifically, 
I don't actually think the the any of the beast men got anything other than their fingers in Koichi. Their claws, their paws. Oh yeah, they got their paws all over them. But you know, they're still pretty early in the arc. There's still time. It is funny seeing the beastman arc. This hentai is so long; it has to be separated by arcs. <laughs> yeah, uh, not many many hentai have story arcs like that of multiple different things. Mm. I guess that's why they made it into an anime. Someone just kind of got confused. They probably didn't realize uh, the nature, and they're like, "Oh, arcs? Yeah, sure. Give it an anime. Give it the bleach yeah. treatment." You could probably pitch it just based on the story and maybe kind of like hide the fact that it's a hentai, I reckon, based on the story alone. I mean, if you don't lead it with like giants, anal fingering, um, a defenseless basketball player, you can probably sell this to like the CW or something. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of like interesting stuff, even just from the the first like four or five chapters we've gone over that kind of lends itself to what could be interesting plot dynamics, both in like the world building as well as the the character dynamics. Yes, indeed. I think the there's a lot of potential for a story that people can truly get invested in outside of just the erotic parts. That's why I was really curious. I was like, I've got to know where this is going. I want to know about these, these elf people that allegedly would try to dissect Koichi. Are they you know, evil, but they were born of curiosity. I just want to know more about the world building. <laughs> yeah, no, this is definitely something that I, I think I'll be trying to keep up on. Again, it's Titan's Bride by uh, ITKZ. I'm kind of curious about this anime too. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try and find out what that's about. I'd be curious to see if they have incorporated maybe less or they've maybe cut down on a little bit of the sex stuff to try and make it more accessible or if they're just straight up animating it as a hentai it's pretty rare for uh, a hentai with enough story and plot to go on for multiple chapters to get an animation that um would kind of keep everything about it like both elements so it would be interesting to see a hentai adaptation or an animated adaptation of a hentai that keeps everything but more than likely if it's going to be long they probably tune down the sex or if it's going to be short then they tune down the story but it seems like there's nine episodes out which is a pretty long run considering most hentai are just like one to three parts i just remembered something fascinating while you were saying that and i looked up on wikipedia and it turns out i was right they actually aired this in two different forms so there was the um sexually explicit form or the premium the premium version that they aired on a web distribution platform and an edited version, which removed all the sexually explicit content that they aired on YouTube, apparently, which is fascinating. So I guess they really did get the best of, the best of both worlds there. Yeah, I've never heard of that happening. So that's really cool because um, I, I would personally prefer to learn more about the story without seeing all of the noodly bits constantly. You know what it reminds me of? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All the stopping for, for sex scenes. I'm okay. So I watched through all of One Piece. It took forever, but I had to skip over one of the arcs, which just ended up being a battle arc because they kept stopping every five bloody minutes to have another fight. And you knew how it's going to turn out. You knew, the, you knew the good guys are going to win. This reminds me of that. It's like, okay, let's, let's get this over with so we can get back to the story and the lore. Oh, One Piece. <laughs> Gotta love One Piece. You know, One Piece is a lot like a hentai. <laughs> I don't have a punchline for that. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> you know, uh, me and the rest of the Nympho crew, we were talking about uh, different fanfics, and Aurora really wants to find a, a One Piece fanfic that involves Luffy stretching his dick, which I'm like, I've never seen a more ace character in mainstream anime than Luffy. Like, You're just- absolutely right. But that has to exist. Oh, I'm for sure. I'm certain it exists. And it will certainly be covered on this show at some point. <laughs> but yeah, so for everyone who, who'd like to see more of your stuff, where can uh, people follow you? Um, so I'm mostly uh, posting about my my events. You can find them all on Twitter, which I am at PixelWitchCos. Or you could follow me on Twitch TV forward slash PixelWitchCosplay. I'm also a Pixel Witch cosplay on Instagram, but you know it's Instagram, so... So it's burning down. It is. It is collapsing right now. I mean, Twitch got fleets, which are just knock, knock off the story. So why do we need Instagram anymore? Exactly. Why do we need Instagram anymore? Let's get clout from lying and about things that happen to us about as opposed to lying about how we look, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, Twitter is a definite, definitely better way to lie about yourself, I think. Absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, Pixel, thanks so much for, for coming onto the show, bringing us some good giant yaoi. Thanks for having me. It's always exciting to critically analyze um, the themes in yaoi. I think more people should do that. Yeah, always take a deep look at your hentai. Like, enjoy it however you want, but it's good to go back and and really dwell on why someone like shoved an egg up a pig's ass or something, you know? Absolutely. There's a lot to learn, I think, um, psychologically and um, sociologically about what we see in our porn. Yeah, and um, with that, good luck on analyzing your erotic endeavors. Thank you. You too, man. I could jerk off to a, but no, actually not going to say that out loud.